We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. All right, after what seemingly felt like a one-week or two-week break, that's because it probably was, we are officially back in action here at Stochastic because the PGA season is about to kick off, and this is the PGA DFS Strategy Show presented by Prize Picks 2022 Fortnite. Fortinet, whatever this is called, championship. What is Fortinet, Jeff Ulrich? Do you actually know uh, what that is? I knew. I thought you were going to ask me this question. No, I don't. I think it's something okay. to do with technology. A lot of that these sounds... are just software companies, Ben, or they're just you know, there's something to do with uh, in the the internet. That's just what I'm going to go with. It could be completely off, but the interwebs. Chat will know. We see all. Chat always oil. knows. Yeah. Chat sure. always knows. They've got it on lock. It's going to be a hell of a season. Obviously, swing season golf, there's drawbacks. It's not as interesting. But at the same time, we get a chance to see some guys, A, compete in fields that, you know, they have a reasonable chance. And we get to see some new faces, guys that are looking to make their mark as the season kicks off. So before we even get into everything, we'll talk about prize picks, certainly break down this field from top to bottom. What do you think of swing season? Are you a fan of these events? Do you like seeing these opportunities for kind of a, a new wave of players? I mean, I do. Yeah. I, I like, I, I think it's, it's actually, you get some good betting lines too. I mean, I've, you know, I, I've hit multiple guys that, that like big odds in, in these events. And, and I think that there's always, you know, players like the, it's like, it's like week one in the NFL. Like it's the yep. books don't know how to grade some of these players and, and some of them just kind of get, you know, like they there's they sit there at a certain number because you know there's not as much action either. So uh, I think there's opportunity for sure. Um, and you also get, you know, the fact like it's a new season. Like some guys ended ended a little bit of fatigued, and then they get three weeks off, and and you're like, oh yeah, he's good again. So I think there's lots of opportunity here. I do. I mean, you're right about like the events are they are what they are. Like I'm not watching the golf to watch the golf. No one's watching these events yes. to be like, oh man, I, I hope like um you know like taylor moore gets like 100 fedex cup points and like you know they're excited about it it's just like we're, we're gambling on it though so obviously we got interest and i think these are really good opportunities it, it's it's true that you know again you're gonna see some things in, and i kind of feel and that's probably what swing season was intended for in some regards how many big names have been close in a year and then they break through on the swing season you know the yeah. neemans of the world those types and we've got maverick types and those type of players here ready to go who have been so close and thegala and pendrith types i'm really interested to see them and then you get kind of the other side of it guys that maybe you're looking to say you know what i want to jump start my year Corey connors max homa types who don't need to be here by any stretch and then you of course have a million other guys so i i like swing season i am a fan of it i i think like you said week one nfl is very apt we just simply don't know though who's touched a club and who's been just like, if you didn't make the FedEx cup uh, the last couple of events, there's a chance you haven't played golf in quite a while. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and like, you know, the, the last, I think it's the last six winners of this event. Five, five of them did play in the FedEx cup, but none of them made the tour championship either. So it's, it's interesting. It's like they did get some competitive practice in, but they didn't have that long rest except for sink who went out at the Wyndham and then like, but nobody also like went the whole way and like, you know, you got that extra fatigue. So I don't know, just something interesting to know when I was looking at the winners, I think they all like crapped out at like the, the BMW essentially, or like the, the, the second to last legs. So. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. part of that, and I'm sure you'll agree of those 30 players, not that many come here to 
possibly win it. That, like the best players in the world true. are probably resting, but it's, I still think there's something to that, that the middle of the pack is pretty robust here. And that's really what I'm excited to break down. And certainly our friends at prize picks, they decided to stick with us for another year. If you haven't been over there, obviously for all the sports, those daily prop based contests, different. You're not using optimizers. You're building those five up to five player lineups. You get up that 10 X to entry fee and you're, you're projecting different stat lines. And so they've got that for every sport, including PGA, things like birdies are better or different matchups, fairways hit. So we don't have them just yet. Cause again, football and everything has taken over the world, yeah. but I love prize picks for golf. I know you've attacked it throughout the year. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I love prize picks for pretty much everything. Um, good, good NFL lines. Again, you can, you can compare them against the sports books. You yep. can look for lines that you like always good. And, and like the matchups for the golf is the biggest thing we get. We get like just complete mismatches and, and, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't always work out, but like long-term you keep taking advantage of it. It is going to pay off obviously different ways to play, but um, yeah, I, I mean, prize picks, definitely a site that's worth checking out. Like, like Ben said, the lines aren't up, but look for them tomorrow. And Hey, again, like, it's, it's just an extra lot of opportunity. I think you're going to see a lot of players there who, you know, the, 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 they're just, there's just a lot of unknowns and you're going to see mismatches that like people won't even realize that they're mismatches. So it's something that I'll be checking out tomorrow for sure. Absolutely. And when you do that first to match deposit bonus with the promo code, awesome, great opportunities there. Now we go, this used to be the safe way, correct? Yes, Safeway. Yeah. Okay. They used to give away like the barrel of wine at the end. That yeah, was like yeah, yeah. the trophy. Yeah. Napa, yes. Napa Valley style. Some real good winners in the past. Some of my favorite players on tour. <laughs> we go to Silverado, which is a cool course. I, I like it. I think that you can really look to tee to green players. You have ample opportunities to kind of take advantage of these par fives and whatnot. We have seen this course, the North course in particular. What do you make of it when you do see Silverado? Yeah, it's it's kind of a unique setup in, in a lot of ways. Like it's it's a short par 72. Um, and it's you know, it's like it was redone by Johnny Miller and he kind of redid it in like a very specific way. He made the greens green complex is tough. They're fast greens. They're some of the fastest greens the players will see all year. And I think that really kind of lends a hand to like the West Coast specialists. Like, and you, you look at the winners here. I mean, like you, you got Max Homa, a guy who, you know, obviously also won a Riviera. Maverick McNeely was runner up last year. A guy who's like finished runner up at, at Pebble beach as well. Um, it really does set up as kind of like an early West coast test, but it's also very driver driven. Like it, you can take driver on a lot of these holes. There's short par fours and it's really, I call it like classic bomb and gouge because you can drill it on these par fours, get like a hundred yards in the rough isn't that penal. That's pretty much what Max Homa did all the final round. He shot 65, 65, he was just putting well. He was hit going well with his driver and didn't even really gain that many strokes on approach. He wasn't killing it or anything. He just got hot with the with the, the putter and, and let his driver do a lot of the work. So Champ, Tway, even Stuart Sink averaged 315 yards off the tee here. It, it's a it's a big thing. Like strokes gained off the tee here is 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 definitely something you should be looking at. Strong drivers of the golf ball. And then you know, you add in guys who can uh, kind of get it done on this West Coast setups too. I mean, when I think of this event. I think of Brendan Steele, obviously. Um, and when I think of Brendan Steele, that's the exact type of golf that I feel like he's most comfortable playing. This is one course, you know, sometimes we get like, I think it's Honda where it's like the winners are like Keith Mitchell and then like Sneds or something. It's just like, well, what, the, what is this here? We have really an identity. All those guys that you mentioned for the most part, they really do the same things. And I think we're going to see that continuously. Uh, so it doesn't mean you can't, succeed here if you're if you're not a long hitter or something but I really do think like you could separate off the tee you can lean on that and we've seen past success including Homa last year yeah Kevin absolutely Tway. yeah I forgot Kevin Tway won this I did too until I started doing research I'm like wow 2018 yeah. I must have just blacked out that year um but yeah a lot of a lot of good names in the in the contention that year Luke List almost won that year too so. that that year is what I'm talking about in terms of just you got Tway and List, and then you've got Sneds, Ryan Moore, and Aaron Badley. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can obviously use uh, the flat stick to equalize because you're gonna have a lot of birdie putts here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's not just it's not just length that plays here. Like the the if you're if you're just strong off the tee in general, because again, like most PGA pros, 
average like at least 295. Even the shorter hitters are, are hitting it far now, right? So yep. it, it, if you're just if your guys are gaining strokes off the tee, I think in general, I think this is a good setup for them. Obviously, we want the length and the accuracy, and that's kind of been the case with the winners. But if you're hitting a lot of fairways as well, and just you know putting yourself in great position on these short par fours, that's fine too. And and like you said, like they can equal out in in other areas. So I, I think you, what you just want to avoid here is really the disastrous guys off the tee. It just it's never really worked out much for for uh, players like that. No, certainly you're going to be total driving is another metric that you can look to. Um, I don't think this is a, a tricky course to break down, though. We kind of know what we need. We've got a lot of players to do it. I think it's more harder applying these stats to guys that we don't have a great body of work on. But the one good thing off the tee tends to trap like you're less likely to just like lose your off the tee game three weeks out, uh, I would say. If you hit it good, you kind of hit it good. My final question uh, is something that I guarantee you haven't thought about. Have you ever seen the movie Silverado? I'm pretty sure no. Yes, I'll, I'll give a hard no there. Hard no, wow. Hard no, it's it's a good movie, I believe. I Who's believe that it? Silverado won Best Picture. Or maybe that's Unforgiven. Silverado's like, yeah. a real good cowboy movie, though. Who's in it? What year was it made? Like 1955? Uh, it's going pretty far back. 85. Okay. Costner's Kevin Costner it. and Danny Glover are in it as well, I believe. I'm I'm actually shocked that I haven't seen this movie. It's a real good movie. Because I actually like Westerns. Oh, man. Put and this I on like your Kevin list. Costner in Westerns. So Okay. Well, you you seriously should put this on your list. It's a like of all the Westerns, I think Silverado's probably my favorite. Interesting. I mean, like, I love Unforgiven. Okay. I mean, okay. This I did not expect to get like no you, you uh, this had to happen but now this is I'm almost a little embarrassed that never happened. Lawrence Kasdan too directed it apparently okay all right I don't know who that is but um, <laughs> good movie I'm he directed you. Empire the Stri- uh, Empire Strikes Back so. oh well, that's a good movie too yeah. Silverado is kind of like the Hoss system at the beginning but you know it's just it's a good movie and I'll leave it at that now here we go. Top tier. It's not a typical top tier, obviously, because again, it's swing season, but you still have Hideki. You've got Max Homa, Corey Connors, and then the young guns like Thigala, who round out the top 10. You have four names there. Do you tend to try to infer of like, you know, it's a big deal for guys looking for their first PGA Tour win versus like, does Hideki really care? That's always a a difficult balance because he's also choosing to be here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, these, and there's the president's and, cup and then and then i was just gonna say and then we yep. got the president's cup and like if people remember back to what john rom did at the spend last year which was show up before the president's cup play garbage golf for two days and then play lights out at the president at the you know the next week so really just like leaving a bad taste in our mouth at the same time like we have five players here um and they're all you know kind of like in the elite range for this event so how can we ignore them all um yeah, like Holman, I don't know. I mean, Hideki is, uh, I mean, he's the class of the field, but he's probably like the player who is, he makes the easiest case to, feed, to, to fade, right? I mean, yes. you know, he's, he's choosing to be here, but it does feel, it feels like a John Rom spot from last year. It just feels like, okay, I'm just going to like play because, you know, we're, we're just going to dust the cobwebs off here and then I'll, I'll go play the President's Cup next week. Hideki doesn't need to be here, doesn't really need the points, probably doesn't care about it. I don't really know why he's here. Uh, maybe just trying to get in a start. Maybe he wants to get the, the season started off well. But um, I think for me, like, I, I'm very I'm very okay, like, fading most of the President's Cup guys. I mean, I think if I was going to go on one, it would probably be Connors. I just like the way he ended last year. Um, you know, just so consistent, drilling it off the tee. Again, you look, too, like, he, he destroys these shorter par fours. And there's seven of them, like, between 400 and 450 on, uh, on this course. So... I think Connors, he was 13th here in 2019. Um, if he had just putted like slightly above average, he was probably would have been top five that year. It's always an adventure on the greens with Connors, but he's got a really good floor. I think, I think he's again, like Connors still searching for that, like backup PGA tour win. And yeah. for me, like the, of the players involved here, I think he's probably going to have like the most focus of just like, I can win this event. This is an event I should be winning. Let's, let's really go out there and do it. Whereas Homa, I actually, I actually want not no Homa this week. Um, I, I love Max Homa, but I, like, I just think he's like really hyped about being part of the American team. 
Um, Hideki, I just don't know about. And then you got Pendrith and, and Cam Davis, who are good players, but they do feel like maybe a little bit overpriced this week too. Yeah, I, I'm in line. I actually bet Corey Connors at 16 to one, which is a number yeah. that we don't see on him. But I, I think that Corey Connors is primed for a really good showing. You mentioned yeah. his off the tee game. It's comically good. He gains yeah. every week off the tee. He pairs it with elite iron play. His putter is completely hit or miss. When he putts, he's going to be close to winning. This is a guy that definitely is primed to win more on tour than he has. He's too good of a player to just have a win. Uh, 10-3 seems reasonable. It would be him over Homa over Decky for me. I want to bring in Thigala, though, because to me, there's a bigger question of how good he is, and it's only because of the lack of body of work. He's flashed brilliance, kind of ran out of gas late in the season at times, but where does he measure up? And certainly you would think he would be more focused considering, you know, his career is more out in front of him. Yeah. And like Thigala is perfect to talk about for me next, because I think that like, obviously we have, we have the president's cup. We got Hideki at the top, but then we've got, I would, I would kind of group them into like, well, let's just call it three players. Like it's, it's McNeely, Thigala and, and Riley, three guys chasing their, their first win. I think that they're, I think that I would probably rank McNeely third in that group just in terms of talent, but I do like him this week for the setup, obviously almost won here last year. I, I'm high on all these guys. Like I might just bet all three of them. I've, I've found pretty good numbers, like 30 to one or better on all of them. I, of the three, you know, I'm highest on Davis Riley and I, I like the gala too, but like, it, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of like splitting hairs here. Riley to me has shown more upside off the tee. He's, he's gained like massive strokes in that area. He's gained over 1.5 strokes in six starts last year. I think that's kind of got me leaning towards him as the better play. Um, I like the fact that he's, he took a rest, just like the galley kind of he fatigued at the, the end of the year, but let's not hold that against him. I mean, he's got the three week rest now. I think both these guys have a really good shot at coming in here. Um, and again, like if you're making lineups this week, you can play Connors, but like, I also think you can fade a lot of the top of the board. Like I'm, we just talked about Hideki and Homa, even, even Pendrith and, and Davis. I mean, I think you can play those guys and, and use them as second men in or whatever, but um you know, like I, I, I definitely like the upside with the and, and Riley, this whole fall series. I'm, these are, these are two players at the top of my list. Like I want to be tracking. I don't even care if I get bad numbers on them at some events, like I'm probably going to be betting them. Yeah. I mean, again, that's, I, I was alluding to this earlier in the show. They're at the top of the list of guys that have been so close in a short amount of time that could easily get there first in the swing season. And we've seen that kind of trajectory work for a lot of players. My problem with Thigala, it's not deterring me from playing him. It's just more of a macro thing. What is he good at? It seems like when he's good, he's good in all four categories in a given week. And then when he's bad, he's bad in the categories. It's not like, oh, every week he gains T to green and he can't putt some weeks. And that that's kind of why I say I lean Riley over him because I just, I've, I've seen more like pure upside from Riley. Like he can just smash it off the tee. He can gain five strokes off the tee and he can do that on approach too. That like Figala is just, he's kind of all over the place. Like I think he's very good at golf and I think you're going to see more consistency from him, but you know, his, his off the tee tends to be a little bit more dip. Like it's not quite as high end. Um, the putter can certainly get hot too, but like it's, you know, like, again, like Riley is probably a better putter. Um, I don't know. That That's the thing. Like, I don't really have, I don't, I can't say that this is like a perfect course for Thigala because maybe it's emphasizing too much off the tee that, and, and maybe like not in the other areas, or maybe it is perfect for him. I don't really know. Um, but you know, I think the, the one thing I'll say about him is that if we look at where he did well, Travelers Memorial, um, and even like Scottsdale, more of the travelers in the and Scottsdale, but those were kind of scoring courses where they, you had the short par fours and the, and the shorter par fives where you, you know, like you could take advantage of them. And, and he, he was really good at doing that, especially at the travelers, you know, getting to like 16, 17 under that's cut. Kind of, that's why I really want him on the betting card this week. Um, I, I think that this is a good setup for him. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be like a pure outright birdie fest, but I think that he's got the skills to really take advantage of this course. So um, interesting player. I mean, again, I, I can't say for sure if this guy's going to be like super elite, like the next kind of Scheffler, or if he's just going to be like way up and down, like, you know, I don't even know, like someone who just like, bobs up and down his whole career. It's weird to see, but I, he's definitely a player in the fall. And for this event, I want some kind of investment. in. When we 
get past that little range that we just talked about, we get back into the other side of this, which is like PGA Tour grinders and, and guys who have been here for a long time that look to do damage, you know, maybe in not the majors and they flash here and there. Tom Hoagie's 9,300. Rio's 92. Brennan Steele, Danny McCarthy, Troy Merritt types. Do you look to them? Grios had success here. Steele's a dual winner. How do you go about kind of the next batch? And would you potentially start with one of these guys? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I like, again, I'm expecting Brendan Steele to be like popular this week. I mean, 8,900 dual winner, obviously, you know, he didn't end the season great, but like his stats sure looked good. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he, you know, off the tee, we've already talked about he's top three and like strokes gained off the tee and short and long-term form. Um, it just, you know, he's basically, I think he's missed the cut once here in like 10 starts or something. And it was like nine years ago. Um, he's, he's, you know, at 8,900, like you just feel really safe plopping him into your lineup. I'm not sure what his upside or, or if he's playing good enough golf necessarily to get you like the, the top five. So that's something to think about. I think for GPPs, I'd probably be more willing to dip down and, and like take shots with guys like, you know, like, I, I mean, you could just even bypass this range and then take shots in the low AK. I think that the, the high 9K range is, you know, steel, sure, absolutely safe play, cash game lineups or whatever you're playing, I guess. Um, I, I think that for for um, GPPs, he'll probably be popular, but he's he's fine to slot in there. I don't think he's like super overpriced. You can think about taking shots with guys like McCarthy and Merritt. They're, they're obviously high-end putters and they're, they're extremely volatile on a course like this because if their driver doesn't show up, it could be a really short week. And... I, I don't feel the need to necessarily do that with those guys this week for the reason I just mentioned, but also because the low 9K range has players of just very similar upside to me, potentially even better, who set up better for the course. So I, I mean, think yeah. Hoagie is the most interesting, to be honest, in this range. I, At 93? People, yeah, like Grillo is – like we know Grillo has been playing well, and I think people will use Grillo. But like is yes. anyone going to play Tom Hoagie? No. No, I don't think so either. I'm not sure what he's projecting either on our site. It's early, and yeah, certainly the tools at Stochastic will be important there, but uh, Rio's a, a tough I, – I like – I actually think he's a better bet. I found 40-1 to one on Grio, and I did bet him. It's not bad. But, yeah, it's not bad at all. I mean, we're talking yeah. about, like, you know, Figal, like 28-1. to one. I mean – Yeah. It's the same concept. Denny McCarthy, I just want to give a quick, not even a shout out to him. I think he's an interesting situation. He's been horrible at this course, but I really think that he's one of these guys. You have to question any historical form because I think he's just better at this point in his career. Like two or three years ago, Denny McCarthy was not the player that he was at this point. So like, I'm not overly concerned that he didn't play well uh, at some of these places. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, again, like it's, the venue obviously favors guys who are good off the tee, but if, if a guy like McCarthy can just keep it in the fairway and not like be hitting it in the trees, like three times around, I mean, he'll be fine. I mean, Ryan Moore, Kevin, Na, I think almost won this event the year Grillo won. Um, so, you know, if, if Kevin Na can get himself around this course, like certainly Danny McCarthy can do the same thing. He was pretty bad off the tee towards the end of last season. That worries me a bit. I mean, but he's kind of always bad. So yeah, I mean, you're you're gambling a little bit that like you know he he can keep it in the fairway, but um, yeah, I mean if you're if you're going in that range, I mean him and Troy Merritt kind of both stick out. I might I might lean Merritt myself. I feel like he's done a little bit better at these longer courses over his career, um, but they're both they're both very. I mean they're bas- they're like the same player almost. In Elite a lot putters, of ways, right? So. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you're like I said, I, I feel like Steele's upside just with the way he's playing, anyways, is a little bit capped. Whereas with McCarthy or Merritt, like you have access to that like plus five strokes putting week. You're not going to get plus five strokes putting from Brandon Steele. I, I would be, I'd be a pretty, pretty big outlier, I think, um, just with the way he's been playing. And he really hasn't been playing that good, just like hitting it well off the tee. The rest of his game's kind of been, you know, hit or miss. So I, I don't, I don't mind it in that range. I think it's, it's fine to bypass him as well and go down because. There's, there's some, you know, we'll, we'll get to it next, but like the low AK range to me is, is chock full of guys I'm interested in. Yeah. That's where we're going right now. And I'm interested to see, cause now we start to get a blend. So like Detry comes over, Justin Sue is back. And then you've got like Noren Woodland, Trey Mullinex stormed late in the year. I don't really get that price. And I don't get that outright price at 60 to one for Trey Mullinex. Yeah. Uh, 
where are you drawn to in the lower eights? Yeah, and and Mullinex is like, I mean, I, I think people finally waking up. Obviously, like this is a this is a good player. He's he's complete. Like you know, the confidence is back. Everything's back. He is trending with with like some ownership this week. It's not crazy ownership, but you know, over ten percent now. Eighty three hundred. It's just too cheap with the way he finished. So he's got the recent form, and and this is a good setup. I mean. Uh, strong off the tee. It is interesting with Mullenix too. Like his course history here isn't great, but it's kind of the same thing as McCarthy. He went through a really bad lull, obviously some of it injury related, and it's probably best just to kind of ignore it and, and not worry too much about it. I think long-term, this is probably a good setup for him, Um, but he's, he's going to have a little bit of ownership. I'm, I mean, like Dietrich Simpson, you know, um, even like, again, like, we, we, we just finished talking about Merritt and, um, and McCarthy, but like Alex Norton at 8,100, again, very similar player. Like he's not going to give you anything off the tee, but he's, he's really lit it up on, on poor greens of points in his career. I'd almost rather just dip down and just play him rather than pay up for, for Merritt or McCarthy, but the player I'm, I'm very interested in and our, I don't know if you saw our projections this week, but like they really, they really like Justin Sue already. You know, I was kind of, I was surprised, you know, when, when writing up and going to look at the stochastic projections, he's, he's got the highest points projection of anyone. Um, I believe over eight K or between eight and nine K this week. And I like it. Like, let's stick with them. This is a very talented player. He's from the West coast. Um, he, he obviously just won the corn Ferry tour finals, but I, I don't think that you should be getting off him at all, man. Like, I think this is a player who is going to be very, you know, he's going to be a, a thing in the next, in the next season. I think it could start right here. I think he's talented enough to go back to back. And um, I think his betting number at 60 to one is worth taking advantage. He's 33 to one at the corn Ferry tour finals. This, this field isn't that much different. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in Sue. That's, that's probably my favorite play in this range. Norn would be my favorite play just because I think, you know, just a little more experience. He's actually developed atypically in my mind. He destroys easy courses now. Like it used to be like, well, can he get to 20 under? That's where he thought like Norin is much better when it's easy. Uh, The metrics bear that out. Thing I like about Justin Sue, we've seen this a lot with guys, not everybody, but typically if you're really dominant on the corn Ferry tour and you, you you come up to the PGA tour for the first time, it it's tough. You know, you got to get acclimated. You're a little nervous. Probably Justin Sue's done this. He already had a full year, got experience flash that he could do it missed out, went back, dominated, and now he's back. I love that for him in the sense that, you know, he's played some events up here, including this very event before and made a cut. It's not like he's coming up for the first time and we're wondering, is he going to hit the ground running or is he a little overmatched? Yeah, exactly. There's, I think there's a lot to like about him. And again, like he is, if you, if you don't know who he is, like you, you can look him up, but I mean, he basically was coming up with the same kind of, you know, raw raw like you know pedigree as, as guys like Morikawa and, and Hovland um a little bit in that press game. conference if you yeah. remember it there was yeah. four guys there and yeah. Hovland Morikawa Justin Sue somebody else who I can't remember but wolf? yeah wolf yeah yeah and I mean he's not on the PJ tour so why would we remember him? yeah I, but you know Justin Sue can play there's no yeah. doubt yeah, led the field in greens and regulation at uh, at the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. Um, not the biggest hitter, but again, um, he is a West Coast guy. So I, I I have a feeling like when you see him on the PGA Tour, he's probably going to start popping up at these West Coast events. Um, you know, maybe not the Farmers because it's just such a long long ask, but like Pebble, maybe Riviera, and and I think here. So um, I'm fine playing him anyways, and and really not projecting with like a ton of ownership this week. Um, so. Yeah. And he's got great polar splits probably because he's used to this in California. Okay. We're going to dive into, you know, we still got plenty of guys to talk about because we kind of crash into the seven K range. I do want to let people know though today, I believe, and maybe this is fake news, but I don't think it is. Today is the last day to take advantage of one of our best deals. And if you go We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday 
New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Do this link description in the video, or if you're doing to sign out, promo code scramble is still active. Seven days of Stochastic Plus NFL for only $7, the 70% off that we're giving people, and you're getting lineup generator, the projections, the ownership, the top stacks, all of that good stuff for just $7 with the promo code scramble. If you want to do it, now would be the time to do it. And you're going to get those showdown slates, the double Monday night game. There it is on the screen. Offer expires 9-13. Let's go to the videotape. It is 9-13. So this is, in fact, the last day to do that. A great opportunity to sign on up and get those tools. Really, really would recommend it. And if you don't like it, you checked it out for a week for seven bucks. That's a bacon, egg, and cheese in New York style. All right. Chris Kirk. Jason Day is here. That just frustrates me. Champ. Burmeester is here. Now we're getting serious. Putnam, Chez, Kucher, Taylor Moore, such a weird spread of guys in the upper sevens. Yeah. Oh, it looks like Burmeester withdrew. Thank um, God. Thank God. He's, I don't want to deal with that guy. Well, <laughs> that guy hits it a mile too. So Freezing. I probably would have somehow had some Burmeester exposure, but um, should we just, let's just pull the bandaid off and talk about Jason Day, man. Um, have you, again, have you looked at the projections this week, Ben? Because <laughs> Lo and behold, the top the top end guy from b- below 8K on DraftKings uh, in Stochastic is Jason Day. Um, I'm kind of in. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I like it. It's rested. He's, he's rested. I, I like the fact that Jason Day has kind of stayed out of all this live stuff. He's He hasn't really committed to the PGA, but he hasn't said, I'm not out. I'm not going anywhere. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think that, that Jason Day showed a little bit more consistency, especially off the tee towards the end of last year. Showed some upside with the putter. I'm I'm okay taking a shot with him here. Um, yeah, it it is what it is. Like it, it we obviously know it's a high variance play. It's going to keep the ownership levels down. But like West Coast off some rest. That's kind of been Jason Day's thing with the with like Tory Pines. Let's try and replicate some success here. I like the fact he's popping a bit. Um, I'm I'm actually okay. I'm I'm going to go out and just say I think you should play Jason Day this week. I'm 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 feeling it. So clearly it's a high variance play. We've seen this set up before and he's a no-show. Sometimes literally a no-show. And then other times he is physically on the course and he plays terrible. I am going to infer that he's someone, you know, he doesn't play here. He doesn't go to this event. And it does seem like with a guy like this who clearly doesn't need to be anywhere, I like that. Like, I don't believe that he would be here if he wasn't focused and trying to get his season started and and trying to get some form. Uh, He wasn't as bad as it was last year. It wasn't that bad. I mean, this guy is finding the weekend, the majority of the events that he's playing. That's kind of the barometer. And the break-even point isn't much more than that. We're not paying $10,000. We're paying $7,900. I'd rather play Chris Kirk. I think he's much more likely to give you a top 20, but I think that Jason day is actually more likely to really smash than yeah. the guys around him. Yeah. To give you like a top five. And and, I, yes. and that's, that's exactly, you know, why I like him this week. I mean, I like Kirk too. I always talk about him, but I'm really not that big into him unless you're just, you need a guy who makes the cut and like probably has a decent shot at a top 20. He's playing good, but you know, like we've, have we seen maybe peak Chris Kirk too? It, it is possible. I think Jason day, with, with how consistent the off the tee game was towards the end of last year, that's kind of why I really like him here. And then obviously the putting on the POA, I, I, this is just a good setup for Jason Day, I think. I think he can just smash it out there. He doesn't have to worry too much. He hits a ton of fairways. And then, you know, they, like the approach game, it is what it is. You don't have to necessarily gain like 10 strokes on approach here to win here. We've seen a lot of guys just be okay on approach, get it done with the putter and gain strokes that way. Um, I think Day is 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 like a good play here at 7900. I really do. He's not overpriced. Um and and again, like you look at this range, we do have Kirk who is probably a little bit underpriced, but you know, like Champ is you know, you could make an argument there, but he has just been all over the place. Carl Yun is actually was really good on the um on the Corn Ferry tour, but again, 
like, I don't know how many of these players you necessarily want to mix in from the corn Ferry who just don't have that experience. Like Ben was talking about Sue. Sure. We know it. He's experienced. He's really high end. That's that I'm fine with these, these Carl Yuns of the world. And like these other guys who are coming in for the first time, not as comfortable playing. And then we're going down to like, you know, Putnam Burmeester's out. And then Chaz. What about Chaz? Yeah. yeah. Chaz is interesting. He, 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 he's never missed a cut at this event. He's made he it like 10 years course. in a row. Like, he likes it here. I mean, I I think you should just play Chaz, to be honest. I think he's kind of like the better version of Chris Kirk this week, which is kind of why I don't like Kirk, because I just feel like you can get similar thing with Chez, maybe even like other guys down here. So um he's fine. Like I don't think he's super upset. He's also only 7,600 with with him. So pretty easy guy you can just slot in, I think, and and really like, you know, have a good shot at a top 20. Yeah, I, I can't push back on Chez. He's one of these golfers too. I at least view him like this where he thrives, he thrives and where he doesn't, he doesn't, he kind of just plays his game. He leans on his irons. He can't putt for anything, but if he gets it going randomly, uh, Poa would be his preferred surface. I get it. I like Chess quite a bit as well. Two guys that I'm really torn on are JJ spawn and Nick Hardy. They're right in this range as well. $7,500 Nick Hardy really represented himself well uh, when we saw him. He's making cuts, doing his thing, you know, went and then played the Corden Ferry Championship and whatnot, played well. I like Him and J.J. Spawn are similar golfers in my mind. I just don't know if I'm going to get to them. They grayed out fine, but they also didn't jump off the page. Yeah, Spawn's definitely taken, like, a, you know, the a move up. And it feels like he's still a little bit underrated, just, like, with, with what he, he did last year. Um I would probably prefer spawn. Like I'm Nick Hardy is, is interesting to me. It does feel like people are a little bit too high on him. Like I, I keep seeing people, his name pop up and it's like, well, I mean, Taylor Moore is there too. Like Taylor Moore is kind of like, I, I think probably like the better player right now um, at 7,600, isn't he? I mean, just from a, like a ball striking and strokes gain T to green perspective, I think I'd probably rather go there. Hardy, Hardy, it's, it's interesting. Like Hardy might actually have more upside. Um, I think he's, he's probably like a better putter but more is a better ball striker. So maybe a better floor with more there. And then Hardy, I think I, I'd be okay going to spawn over both those guys. I think JJ spawn has shown enough, like that you, you get him in these weaker field events too, against the field like this, like on a course where it's not super hard, he's not going to have that blow up. Like he had at like the FedEx St. Jude where he, where he shot 78 in the final round. I, I think he's underpriced here. I mean, uh, if, if I'm being dead honest, I mean, I, I think JJ spawn, I've seen enough. He's coming off a really good year. He just seems like a confident player. And I think it's a good setup for him because it's, it's a little bit more of a score fest, which, you know, really I think is, is favoring him. He's not, he's really not projecting as any sort of chalk either, you know, no. around 8% on stochastic again, guys, the projections there um, like really, really useful for, for these events, trying to, 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 to pin down like which guys are, are obviously, you know, trending towards being really heavily owned. Yeah. It's just, He's a California guy winner last year. Like he took a step forward. There's no doubt. Uh, And I get it. As we work down, it gets a little more egregious. I want (laughs) to, I do want to ask you about Steven Yeager. Uh, Mixed bag from elite short game to crazy putting to awful putting back to crazy putting. He does strike me. And I, I know this isn't the most quantifiable thing. He does strike me as the type of guy that could like just come out of nowhere in swing season and do serious damage. And that's how he retains his card. Yeah. I don't know. Though. I mean, he's that type of guy. He's, he's absolutely that type of guy. I mean, and here, like, again, you brought him up. I didn't bring him up. I was going to go the Cap whole show without Steven Yager, but since you brought him up, where did he, where did he finish T5? Where did he really like gain his box? It was a rocket mortgage par 72, a little bit easier scoring conditions. Um, I worry a little bit that this course is like, you know, tight off the tee for him, but he gained, he gained strokes off the tee there. I think if he gained strokes off the tee and, and he, he has a good week with his driver, that, that is really like, like the rest of his game has actually been pretty good lately, man. Like he he's gained over four strokes on approach and, and three of his last five, four, uh, six BJ starts the putter with Jagger can absolutely get you there. Um, I, I think this guy is someone you should be having on your outright card this week. Like I really do. He's, he's, he's not going to cost you much to get access to his upside is that, you know, like he, he is a prolific winner on the corn Ferry tour. I mean, he, he can get it done against pros 
And we just talked, finished talking about guys like Sue and, and Yun and, and experience and how it matters. Yager finally played a full season on the PJ yep. tour and retained his card. That's big because he had been going back and forth, back and forth before that. I still think that overall, this is a really talented player with a lot of self-belief. You will see him win on the PJ tour at some point because just his upside when he gets in a groove and when he gets a sniff, he's aggressive and he goes for it and, and those guys get rewarded. So I think this is a very interesting spot for him. I wasn't going to bring him up DFS. He's super high variance, but like sprinkle a few bucks on Steven Yeager in the fall and start here. I mean, he is one of those guys. I talk about this over on odd shopper YouTube, which I know everybody watching already gets over there, but if you haven't, you should check that out and subscribe while you're at it. But he is the type of guy I honestly believe the same that you do. You should bet him forever. And if he wins once, yep. you will come out ahead. Uh, and he's got that type of talent. DFS is a little more nuanced because when he's not winning, it actually matters where yeah. he's finishing. And a lot of that could be pretty bad. But I don't like this range that much. So that makes it easier as we work down a little. You've got, you know, again, mixed bag from the Alex Smalley's to the Russell Knox's. Patrick Rogers, who is a hundred to one, I will say. Uh yep. guys that like got her up is back. Ekrode is here now. I mean, what an interesting blend as we round out the sevens. Yeah, it really is interesting. And like, I mean, again, it's funny. We just finished talking about Yager, but like if you want, like for DFS, I'd probably feel better about putting Patrick Rogers in. Um, I think you're much more likely to get a made cut. And I think you still get access to pretty good upside with Rogers if his putter shows up. So again, Yager isn't like someone I'm going out of my way to push for, for your fantasy lineups. He's extremely high variance, but um, Rogers at 7,300. I'm actually surprised he's not trending with higher ownership projections. It's the guy, he just, he just always gets it done on the West coast. You know, he, like he, he doesn't, I'm not talking about getting it done, like winning, but at 7,300 at 7k, he comes to this event, he makes the cut. He finished T6 here last year and he loves Poa. He's a West coast guy. I went to Stanford. He's fine to play here. Um, absolutely fine. And, and, but this, this range does give you options, right? Like um, we've been talking about some of these guys got her up, obviously didn't have the greatest corn fairy tour finals, but we know the upside with him is, is pretty massive. If he gets it together, um, maybe he's still going through that pain. Maybe he needs that year just like to, before he puts it together, but you could take a shot with him. I'd probably be more willing to go to like, um, you, you know, like, like, uh, like an Eck router or something like that guys who I saw, with, with good recent form. Um, I don't have a hot take about any like veteran down here. Like, I mean, I always am interested in what doc Redmond's doing, but like, I don't, he didn't even play like the last two events. I don't really know what's going on with him. Adam Spence feels like maybe this course is a little bit too long. Um, so I, I kind of like Eckrout. I like playing the, the, um, the, the recent form. And I will say this. Um, oh, actually, I mean, we're staying in the seven K range, right? Yes. Yeah. My guy, Brandon Wu's down there too. That's a player I think you should be having exposure to this week. Really straight and consistent off the tee. Um, I think people kind of just sleeping on him a little bit. Um, he, he almost won in Mexico. He seems like a, just a really good competitor too. Like I think Brandon Wu at 7K is, uh, is, a, is a really nice play this week. Do you, do you feel the same way only in the sense of when you're looking off the tee here, Luke List jumps off the page amongst yeah. his peers. Is that a guy that, you know, say what you want about Luke List, but he's a veteran of the PGA Tour he knows what he's doing off the tee and he's flat seven in this field. Yeah. And it's, it's actually funny because I don't like the, the 73 to 7,100 range. When we talk about Yager and, and, and Rogers, those guys have a little bit of appeal, but I'm actually more interested in the seven flat guys list. I would put with like Riley and Tegala and the fact that these guys showed fatigue at the end of the year, but like, let's not overblow it. It's a long year, man. Like they were just, like, I think you're going to see a lot of these guys like list come off a three week rest and you're going to, you're going to see them play well. Like, I, I think this course absolutely sets up. It's the, it doesn't, it does set up well for Luke list. It's a really good venue. It's been a good one for him. And at seven K flat, like he's, he's projecting with a little bit of ownership, but I, I like it, man. Like let, let's play the style. Let's use it to our advantage. And then another guy down there is Tyler, our guy, T-Dunks, man. I mean, like, he's killing it off the tee. 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday he's gonna hit like every fairway out here and i mean he's he, he kind of jumped off the page just from a projection standpoint it's was really interesting to see um does well on like these shorter venues as well with the shorter par fives so i think there's there's like three or four players down here at 7k flat list my guy brandon Wu, and then and then t dunks as well i mean and like we haven't even talked about harris english being in this field which no. it's 150 and we're not going to well, okay. <laughs> Get that guy out of here. <laughs> wow. I didn't know you're anti Harris English. Okay. I, I really Noted. am. He, I mean, he does it. So he, it is interesting, like the two schools of thought, because I alluded to like Aaron Baddeley and those types. Clearly, I assume you're not pushing Harris English for his off the tee prowess. No, definitely. Just, just for the fact that he was like ranked ninth in the world a year ago, basically. That's, it, that's we the were, only reason I brought up Harris. It English. was bad times, man. It was, it was really the world was <laughs> the world confused. was a weird spot. <laughs> uh, two more names and then we'll get egregious. Okay. Dylan Fratelli, it's hard to know what you get from him. There have been times where I've looked at Dylan Fratelli and I'm just like, wow, the the T to green, the driving of the ball is strong. Now that's his biggest liability, and his putting has actually become his biggest asset. I love the fact that it's a mixed bag. We saw him win at John Deere. I think there's something there for a large field tournament play, but I also don't know how you really project him for anything beyond that. Yeah. I mean, for Telly from a, a talent standpoint, like I, I don't have a problem like thinking about, it. I mean, he's, he's super cheap. It, it, he's, he's a really hard player to pin down, man. Like I, I just, I, I go into every week and, and like when he's in these fields, you're like, Oh, like he's interesting. And then you start to look at the stats and you're like, what am I really banking on here? Like, it just feels like any week he could do anything, but that like variance comes with like, it brings opportunity too, right? I mean, he's 7,100. I mean, he was T20 in the last playoff event. You're right. The off the T game is like wild, but again, like did, does he just need a rest? Like, is that going to reset? I could see Dylan Fratelli just resetting here and be like, okay, like he's, he's okay off the T again. Like he's, he's a really quality player. We've seen him go long stretches and, and be good in that department. So yeah, I, I think that when you, like I brought up Ekrod and that's like the recent form play, but I don't really have another play in that range. Like, I think if you're looking at that range and you want someone there, Matt Wallace is just someone I just kind of ignore. Callum Taren, I feel like we saw the best out of him and he, he really wasn't, he was pretty inconsistent off the T2. Brendan Todd, sure, he could play like the, the, the high end putting, but Fratelli's probably, I mean, I, I actually, I, I think he is. He's probably like the, got the most talent, like the most maybe pure upside there. So it's fine. He's kind of in a weird range this week too, where I think you can actually play him. Last guy. Will Don't you play it. Ricky Fowler? Don't say it. No, man. Like, no, okay. I mean, I, okay. What is going on? Like we like Ricky from the fact what I like about Ricky is that he, he seems on. to have just like committed. Like he's, he's staying on the PGA. I thought he would be gone. Like I, I thought, 2022, 2023 was going to be a Ricky Fowler free PGA season. And I'm not saying I would have happy about that from a mental standpoint, it probably would have been good for me, but like, it, it's intriguing now that like he's, he's committed and like, is this going to bring out something, something from him? I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I'm not going to do it here. I I'm, I'm going to wait no. and see. Let's, let's just wait and see. I, I don't know. I mean, Ricky Fowler coming into like a driver heavy course and, and just smoking it. I, I don't know. I think asking too much. I'm not going to do it. Uh, so you see a big difference between him. Cause I think for a while him and Jason day were in the same conversation and you, yeah. you see kind of a, a clear delineation between the two. Yeah. Like I think day is just like, for, for me, I think day is just an injury free stretch away from really getting some like potentially like some ups, some real upside in his game. Again, I'm not sure if we're ever going to see like super consistency from Jason day again, but I do think that like, you know, what, what, what he did over the year, like he was in contention at the Wells Fargo for a bit. 
And when, when he put together those stretches, like you can just see some of his games starting to take shape. Like the putting was a little bit sharper. Like I mentioned the off the tee, really consistent. That was like a strong part of his game back in the day. So I see Jason Day's game starting to form a bit again. Ricky is still just all over the place. And there, there are things like off the course that I, I'm seriously intrigued about. He went back to Butch Harmon, apparently. He fired his swing coach. I think that's great because whatever the hell was in this guy's fucking head over the last two years, it's like it, it was not helping. So no. good. Like I'm, I'm very intrigued that the fact that this is all happening, but I'm not going to go out in the first event and be like, yes, let's, let's play Ricky Fowler. Let's do it guys. I think that you're, you'll see him eventually hopefully turn things around this year, but I don't know when that's going to happen, man. And I'm not going to play it this week. No, I'm with you. All right. It's time to get egregious. I will say, of course, it's swing seasons. We don't have as many people in here, but the people that are in here are the true OGs, the loyal listeners. If you guys want to support us, hitting the like button really goes a long way, especially since we don't have all the, the public people who just come in for the majors and whatnot. We just got the crew in here today, and that's honestly how I like it. Appreciate you guys. Now, we have to find friend of the show uh, and very sharp player. Jesse has a favorite play in the 6K range. We're going to see if we can find it. My favorite play in the 6K range is Hayden Buckley. He's 6,800. I loved what he did to close the season. Tita Green has been immaculate. That's probably strong. He's been good. Uh, he can't really putt. I could see him continuing some of the success we saw late in the season where he had a string of seven straight made cuts to close. Where are you drawn in the 6K range? Yeah, Buckley is he's, he's, he's a little bit of a disaster on the greens. Like, I mean, let's yes. call it what it is, but you're right. Like the T to green game is there and he's definitely a player you should be taking note of. Um, I think there's probably enough here. Like, like he'll gain off the, the T we, I think that's a really be- real benefit. And if he can just figure out the greens and, and gain a little confidence early, I think there's definitely enough there to like get you, um, you know, obviously like some kind of top 20 or something. So 6,800. And I think he's like, his ball striking just gives him such a good floor on these kind of courses. So absolutely. I'm fine with that call. Will Gordon is interesting at 6,900. Um, he can blast it off the tee. He gained like seven strokes off the tee here when he played here last. Um, one on the Corn Ferry Tour like uh, last month, the Boise. Interesting player. I mean, he, he can kind of get hot just off the tee and with the putter. So I just wanted to throw him out um, initially. And then down the board, man, like, I mean, there, there are some interesting names, obviously. Like, you know, you, you brought out Buckley, but I probably would go a little bit more high variance. Um like Harry Hall at 6,700. He's another player from the Corn Ferry Tour, strong off the tee. Um, you know, again, like he's, I'm pretty sure he's hit, he's definitely played on the PGA in, in, in some of these events. I don't think he's ever played the Fortinet, but um, I could definitely see him coming in and just like making a little bit of noise. So I think he's in play at 6,700. Um, my guy, Benny Ann down there at 6,500, playing some pretty good golf to end the year. I don't think you necessarily have to play him, but he's, he's been, he's been striking it pretty well off the tee too. Um, and then after that, like, I honestly don't have a ton of like hot takes here. I know the chat threw out Brandon Matthews down there hits it a ton. That's fine. I mean, I like playing like the, we, we, we said, like, we like playing the stylistic setups here. I think Matthews at 6,200, if you're going down there, I don't have any other hot takes down there. I'm not playing like, um, I'm not playing Higo. I'm not playing Jason Duffner. Yeah. Brandon Matthews makes sense down there at 6,200. What about Smotherman? How much is he? 60, oh, he's 6,500 too. Okay. He, you know, he's not a guy that has flashed a ton of upside, but when you look at it consistently tee to green, he's, he's better than most of this range. I don't know if he'll ever tap into the ceiling or it's about syncing up a putter. He's got experience. I think he's live, much more live to make the cut than most down here. Yeah. I'm just bringing up Smotherman. I, I feel like I've mixed up him and Buckley. They're, <laughs> They're honestly oh. very similar. They Buckley's are, yeah. flashed a little more uh, upside. Yeah, Buckley definitely like probably a bit more of an elite ball striker. But Smotherman, gained strokes off the tee here, and it looks like 10 out of his last 11 events. We like that. I mean, yeah, they are very similar. Um, Smotherman actually probably a little bit better around the greens too. No, I, I like where you're, you're throwing out from a term of like we're going down here at 6,500. All of these guys are super high variance. But like when you look at Smotherman and what he's done, I think he's got a really good chance of making the cut here, which is again, like we're down here at 6,500. That should be kind of like one of your big worries off the top. And I mean, again, like he, he finds a little bit upside on the greens. Yeah. He can get it done. I mean, 24th at, at 3M, some top 25s. 
No, I like it. 11th at the farmers too, man. That's, that's a good sign. We like that. Yeah. No, he, he's Coast. got some angles that set up well for yeah. 6,500 tag. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, I, I again, like I don't, I, all these guys down here other than him, like they, they really just, it's complete boomer bust season. Like it's maybe they're maybe the best parts of the game shows up, but if they don't like, you're going to be booking at home quickly. So absolutely. Uh, Smotherman 6,500 can't, can't go against that. All right, we got a couple more names, and then we're gonna bounce on out of here. Getting a little dangerous. Did, who did Jesse Pan. like? Did he? Did he say? Yeah, Hayden Buckley. We nailed it. It we was know Buckley. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike. CT Pan, I think, is fine. He was not good towards the end of the year. He was withdrawing a little bit. I'm gonna chalk it up that maybe a hard reset was good for him. Yeah. Uh, 6900. That price seems more than reasonable. Now we're getting crazy. Ben Griffin, who came from the clouds at Wyndham. I don't know a lot about this guy. I would rather play Smotherman. Do you have any insight into Ben Griffin? Um, no, honestly, I don't. Um, ben Griffin was not a name I was expecting for you to throw out. But I mean, wait to I'm, hear the I'm, next one. We're, we're always interested in guys who who have upside, right? And you know, like 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 my Yager play. I mean, Griffin is a dude who, when he plays well, like he just competes. I mean, one thing I do know about him is that he had a million like top fives last year on the corn fairy too. I don't know if he actually ever won. I can't remember, but I know early in the season, he was like posting some, some ridiculous, like he had, like, I think he had back-to-back runner-ups or something. So Griffin. Yeah. I mean, let's get wild down here. Like we, I mean, what else have we seen from players down here? Like Schwab, our guy just seems dead. Kraft, Wierenski, like these guys aren't going to do it. I mean, like if you're going down this range, I would almost rather play Snedeker than, than most of the guys I just mentioned, because at least Sned's, can get hot and, and maybe like get us a, a top five with just his putter. So um, Griffin, sure. Why not, man? One more question. And I, this is a guy I'll be honest, I, I'm not considering, but Zach Blair blast from the past. Uh, Certainly not strong off the tee. He does not hit it far. Found a little form on the corn ferry. We haven't seen him really succeed in, on tour in quite some time though. Why is he 7,100? That's the other problem. 7100 like that's a tough yeah, price that is tough like him or luke list it's hard to argue yeah exactly. i mean or dylan fratelli yeah i mean i i'm just interested that he's in the field i didn't even know he was playing again if i'm being yeah. dead honest so interesting i mean I'll, I'll i'll say this about zach blair i know for a fact that he's had some of his best golf out west um i know he did well at the farmers one year which is really surprising because he's like, he's really not big off the tee. Like we're talking, he's probably, yeah. he's probably bottom 10% in this field in terms of distance, but he can get it done with the flat stick. Um, if he was like 6,100, I'd be interested, but yeah, I'm not playing Zach Blair. If you're going to do that, there are guys that accomplish a lot of what he does at like a thousand. Like Ryan Armour is not the same player, but he's 6,400 like Sneds. 6300 yeah. even though sneds is jimmy walker's down there at the men ah uh, jimmy why why wouldn't hey john augustine's back okay <laughs> um brandon hagee's at the men yeah Anders albertson is in this field yes Dear god yeah okay yeah a lot it's comeback season for a lot of these guys i mean like blair like albertson it's, it's 2016 all over again man i mean yeah. Anders Albertson. I had a miserable cut sweat with him at JFK airport. That was a bad day. Um, that was a real tough scene. That is a perfect way to sum up what's been going on around here and what you're going to get with swing season. But again, I, yeah, Davis Thompson, there are names. If you are looking for some of these outrageous names, the easiest and best way truly is to sign on up. Stochastic.com slash join. Let the projections and tools do the work for you because we're going to need a lot of information for these guys. But if you have further questions, if you want more, at the Fantasy Grind, at Jazz DFS, that is where you can find us. Feels good to be back. And if nothing else, you got a stellar movie recommendation. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about Silverado at this point. I'm just kind of like in shock that I haven't heard of this movie. I really am actually surprised about that. Uh, there we go, friends. Many golfers up, many golfers down. I can't wait for just an awesome year here at Stochastic for the PGA Tour season. We're going to bounce on yeah. out of here for me, for Jeff, for the man behind the glass that powers the show, Tyler. Appreciate you guys. Let's have a great.
start to the season. Good luck. Enjoy the golf. And of course, we'll be back soon enough with more PGA DFS. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. You probably know the feeling. Sweaty, fast breathing, quick heart rate. That's a cortisol spike. It feels awful and its imbalance is the cause of your anxiety. Rebalance Health's three-part anxiety system helps address it at the root. Rebalance Health lozenges are natural and designed for optimal absorption, providing 24-hour relief. Live life fully without feeling like you're fighting for it. Get 50% off your first month with code CALM23 at rebalancehealth.com.